Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If you want more time with your family, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. Be sure to take our Aligned Practice Quiz to find out how aligned your practice is. You can find it at AlignedPracticeQuiz.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 134 of the Aligned Women Podcast. I had to think about what episode number this is. Uh, today... I am sharing with you something really special. I think it's really special, of course, because I created it, but (laughs) I think it'll be kind of cool for you to hear it as well. So today's episode is for you. If you've ever felt like chiropractic school didn't even come close to teaching you what you needed to know to run a business, or if you would just love to feel more confident that you can be a successful business owner, then you've got to stick around with me. What I'm sharing with you today Um, is a replay from a portion of a recent aligned practice workshop that took place in Minneapolis in September, 2019, to be exact. And in this replay, I will share with you, oh my, excuse me. I will share with you. Oh, nope, not it. Hold on. Let me pause. Okay. The frog in my throat is like not wanting to go away. So I'll share with you the five key functions of business and why knowing these five key functions is vital for women in chiropractic and how most chiropractic business education skips, like totally skips one of the key functions of business and why that leaves so many chiropractors like you and me feeling uncertain and feeling weird about how we go about growing our practices. And then I'll also share with you in this replay, a very important aspect of psychology that the traditional model of chiropractic practice ignores. But again, that leaves us feeling like we're doing something weird when we're, especially when we're marketing our practices. And it'll make more sense to you as you listen to the replay from the Align Practice Workshop in Minneapolis again, that took place in September. Um, In the meantime, I want to remind you that if you are like mm, over half of our audience and you listen to the podcast in iTunes, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast there in iTunes so that you never miss a new episode. And you can do that really, really easily by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash iTunes. And then while you're at it, be sure to follow us on Instagram to see the real life and practice results of aligned women who are just like you. They're committed to changing the world through chiropractic care, but without sacrificing their families or burning themselves into the grounds. So on that note, this week's shout out goes to, I need a drum roll. Um, that was like a voice roll. So this week's shout out goes to Dr. Emily Puente. Oh my gosh, you guys, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, now is the time to do it. You have to go see a photo of Dr. Emily Puente and her family. She has three kiddos and her husband, Mark. And then there are some, oh, I might get this wrong. Um, they're either alpacas or the llamas. I believe they're alpacas. Yeah, I think they're alpacas. But but the photo that we shared of 
Emily, Mark, their kids, and their animals on the farm is so uh, amazing. So be sure to go check out Aligned Woman on Instagram so you can see more amazing stories um, just like Dr. Emily's. And thank you to Dr. Emily Puente for taking the time and making the energy in her life to help us bring her case study, your case study to life. Hey, have you heard about Aligned Women's new upcoming sister podcast? It will be called Self-Care is Healthcare, the podcast. It will be launching (laughs) soon-ish. Launching a podcast is certainly a labor of love. And when you already have a full-time business and four kids and you're committed to taking care of yourself, it doesn't launched quite as quickly as it did when you had nothing else to do with your time. So think about this. If you've ever thought about your friend who was a midwife or a doula or a yoga instructor, group fitness instructor, maybe an acupuncturist or a naturopath or a massage therapist, and you thought, gosh, she really needs something like aligned women in her life. So she knows how to grow her practice in a way that feels good for her and that allows her to have the time freedom that she wants to have with her family while also making sure that she is taking care of herself too, then the self-care is healthcare. The podcast will be for her. And in the meantime, before the podcast is launched, the best way that you can share this with her is to send her over to the self-care is healthcare community on Facebook. So just look up the self-care is healthcare community and you can invite her to join you and me there. All right, ladies. Good morning. We're all here on time. That's like a miracle in and of itself, even with two babies and a whole lot of other little ones that are at home. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So I hope that you all had a restful night and a hopefully restful morning. (laughs) Got some sleep maybe that you don't normally get to get. (laughs) And we're going to get started today um, by talking about some concepts and then we'll transition to kind of picking up where we left off yesterday, reviewing your homework assignments. Everyone did their homework, right? Did you start? Did you do it at least in your head? So this is how I do a lot of things. I do it in my head first and I'm like doing it over in my, like sometimes I'm literally dreaming about it at night. I dream about it. And I've now learned to embrace that instead of feeling like that's a sign of anxiety. It's actually like, I just, go with it and I feel a lot less stressed about it than when I used to feel like I must be so stressed that I'm dreaming about stuff at night. And now I just, I'm like, cool. <laughs> it's coming to me. I don't have to like try to figure out extra time to work on things. It's just happening naturally and unfolding. So if even you just mentally processed, that still counts. And we forget that there's a lot of validity to 
what happens inside of our head. And you're making decisions all day long. Every patient that you see, you make at least one, if not multiple decisions, and you do that multiple times a day. And a lot of us feel decision fatigue, right? Like <laughs> you go to um, Amazon, you're like, I, I need some sea salts, but I don't know if I should get this bag of sea salts or this brand of sea salt. Should I get the fine grain or the extra fine grain? And it really doesn't matter, you know, just pick one. But we're like so <laughs> fatigued from making decisions all day and big decisions that affect other people's lives that then, then when it comes time to make a decision that really doesn't even matter, we're stuck. So, all right. We're gonna talk about the five key functions of business this morning. So get excited. <laughs> because I know how much you all love <laughs> business, right? But that's why we're here. It is important for us to be great practitioners. And you know, honestly, most of us are better practitioners than what we give ourselves credit for. And almost always when someone comes into the Aligned Women community, she's, she's pretty confident in her clinical skills and not so confident in the business side of things. And I'm like, cool, all right, we've got you. All right, so if you did the free five-day marketing course, you may know these, okay? But the repetition is key. There's a lot of things that we've repeated, and we repeat them again, and we repeat them again, and that is on purpose, it's by design. We don't get good at adjusting by adjusting one time. I'm like, yep. I, I'm really good at adjusting atlases now because I just did it once. <laughs> Not so much, right? It takes years of practice to become proficient and to become confident. So we practice these things just like we practice our clinical skills. All right, so the five key functions. I'm going to tell them to you first. That we're going to review them all together as a group as well. And again, the reason that this is important for you is a couple of things. One, it helps you to shift your perspective about how much time you give to certain things and certain activities in your practice. And also why we get to phases of business where we're like stuck. Like this is good enough, but good enough isn't really good enough. And so what do I do next? <clears throat> All right, so key function number one is lead generation. You could apply any term that you want to to this. But lead generation is essentially finding new people, attracting new people who have not heard of you before or who don't know what chiropractic is. They're not yet your patient, but they're starting to learn about your practice and what it is that you do. In the traditional model, where a spinal screening is what you do to attract new patients, the spinal screening, you're standing, and the people are walking by, and they don't know you, and you take this process of going from, I don't know you, to becoming a patient in my practice this week in a really, really short and condensed time. And it feels weird for a lot of us because it's not how we do business ourselves. It's not how we find our service providers ourselves. Key function number two is lead nurture. If you're at a spinal screening, the time that you have to nurture a relationship with someone is approximately 10 minutes. <laughs> I just made that number up. But it's not very long. Maybe you get into a really long conversation with someone, 
But as you do that, all the other leads are walking by, right? So this one person, if you're in a really long conversation with them, then, then what? Like, they better be an awesome patient in your practice if you're giving all this time and energy to them. And that might be okay, and it might not. Sometimes people wanna just get your free knowledge and then leave. Lead nurture, for us, for, when I say for us, I mean like like-minded people, okay, like us, <clears throat> needs to slow down. We need to give it a longer period of time to build more trust and understanding before that person becomes a patient or a client or a customer of your business. Was that my phone? That's mine. Oh, that's my husband's. <laughs> that's my husband's ringtone. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I thought I was certain I turned it off. I'm getting a lot of them this morning. All right, number three is lead conversion. This is the point where not only someone becomes a patient in your practice, they don't just come in for a new patient exam, but they say yes to your recommendations. That's also a key part of the lead conversion. It's more than just, I got a $21 deal and I'm gonna show up today and see what you're all about and hopefully this works today. <laughs> when we know that that's not really how it works for most people, right? And whether- That would fit into nurture then, wouldn't it? The, the $21 come and see what you're all about? It is like lead gen, nurture and conversion all squeezed into one kind of, right? With a little bit of like what happens in the office and the conversion part. Because what, what's happening for people that are running ads, let's say, for the $21 deal, hey, um, New Hope, Minnesota, I'm doing something crazy to promote my practice. I've seen this like from one office to another office to another office. It's because the people that they're paying to do these ads for them are just using the same copy and paste ad which is fine, they've systematized it. And for some people, this is working. But be really honest, there's no right or wrong answer. What do you think when you see that? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I think. I'm like, ew. Do they really get their ideal clients is my question. They don't. It's like all the same marketing. And they have to have a ton of leads. They give a lot of very inexpensive new patient exam consult history exam, first treatment, and x-rays is usually what's included in the 21, 26, or $27 deal, right? And if you look at what we did yesterday, your hourly revenue goal is a whole lot higher than $27. So you're either doing a 10-minute exam or you're making very little money. But what they're trying to do is just get a lot of people because the more leads you have, the more likely a certain percentage of them are going to actually be patients that stay with you, right? But it's exhausting and it's frustrating. And for some personality types, they can just shut off the, the energy, the emotional connection, the, the rejection. Yeah, all of it. They can shut off all of that and they can just be the operator, <laughs> the person who's just operating and unattached from the outcomes. And that's really hard for us to do as women. It's really hard when you know what your purpose is and you see people in front of you who have a whole lot more going on than just back pain, just headaches, just torticollis, just eczema, 
by the time there's a little spot of eczema, just a little quarter-sized spot of eczema, there's a whole lot going on in that microbiome. So they, they're getting a ton of leads. They're spending a lot of money to do it. And they have to because only roughly 20% of hundreds of leads are going to be patients that stay in the practice and are actually good patients. It's not that the rest of them are bad patients. It's just a system that was set up that didn't work for them. And some of those people... Now we have an opportunity to show them a different way, and some of those people are going to have had that experience and say, chiropractic didn't work for me. I went to a chiropractor one time, and it didn't work for me. I had acupuncture one time, and it didn't change anything. But in their mind, that was the expectation, right? Um, ten, maybe not quite ten, Eight-ish years ago, it was really popular to do this on Groupon before it was on social media. Same concept. You've got to sell a lot of Groupons, and then you've got to give a lot of time to people who may or may not really want to be there beyond what they're there for today, which was what they got when they bought the Groupon deal. Okay, so as I teach this, I just have gotten into the rhythm of making the assumption and assuming it's dangerous, but making the assumption that we're pretty much all on the same page. Like, that's not really what we want, okay? And however, at the same time, if that works for you, awesome, great. All right, so lead generation, lead nurture, lead conversion. The fourth key function is delivery. So delivery is the patient care. It is adjusting. It is doing the exams. It's running labs. It's putting needles in someone. It's ART. It is providing the care. And this is the part that we really love. This is the part where we see changes and we get to interact with the people and hear their stories. And it feels good. It feels validating. So it's really easy for us to just focus on this part. This is the part that feels good. This is the part that we went to school and spent $200,000 in student loans to do and to learn and to apply to people. This is the part that we're excited about. Then number five is upselling. And the word upselling for some people is like, ew. <laughs> Would you like to make that supersized? Do you want to add a drink to that? And, and it may not necessarily be, you know, something that's not in your best interest. Good upselling just leads you to another thing that helps you solve another problem. This event was an upsell. So in practice, the traditional model, again, is... Just adjust more people if you want to make more money. And that is one model. And that one model works for some people. Another model is that we, we step out of the chiropractic is the end-all, be-all of everything from the start to the end model. And we look at people and meet them as they are, where they are. 
and we apply the rules of psychology to people and how their brains already work and how their brains already function and how they're making all their other buying decisions and build our businesses that way. And it's a different approach. So in this scenario, there are 100% of your patients, okay? 100% of your patients are in your practice. Out of that 100%, 20% of them are the people who just go leave you a review on Google because they're just so excited about what you do <laughs> or the change that they saw in themselves or in their child while they were under care. Or they, um, they tell all of their friends and all of their family, all of their ladies in the swim class, <laughs> because you've done such a great job with them and they've just loved what you did so much. They wanted everyone to know that they could feel this good too, right? So it's not a bad thing, it's a good problem. <laughs> There's a 20% of every collective group of people who are the raving fans. They are the, the uh, people who generate 80% of the revenue in the business. And in our traditional model of business for chiropractic, it is every, every person who comes into the office, we expect the same amount of revenue from that one person. But that's not how people's brains operate. And it just kind of like, it defies the laws of everything else in business and psychology and the way people function and think and make decisions. So it's the 20% in some phase of business that you start to look at, how do I help this 20% of the people with a different set of problems? And what is the solution that I can offer to this set of problems, or even just one problem that's sufficient? And how do I systematize that for them? And if you have a busy practice, or it's as busy as you want it to be, or your body is saying, please, <laughs> slow down, and or do not adjust any more people than you are doing right now because this is all I want to do. Your body has its own opinion and your brain has another one. And then like the conditioning that happens in our profession has another opinion of what it is to be a successful chiropractor and how many people you should be adjusting and how you should make money, right? I have a quick question. If you're Sarah, if, if you're Sarah, and you have structured your your practice exactly the way you want it, and your IPA is coming in from you know ten, well, coming from about two hours away and things yeah. like that to see you, wouldn't that equation shift? Wouldn't it just still? Wouldn't it? Is it still going to be twenty percent and eighty? But you would think your IPA would also be expanding in your practice, so it would start out with 20%, then it would move to 50%, and then it would move to 75%. And that, it, for some reason, that it had clicked in my head. Because in a traditional business, that should be what, but if we are able to craft our business to fit the people that we want in our office, these are going to be people that are, majority of our patients are going to want to do this. Mm -hmm. 
you're thinking ahead, okay. which is good, <laughs> right? And we've ha like we've discussed this a lot in the accelerator. Yeah. So yes, and the 80-20 rule still applies even in that later phase, okay. right? Because as you shift, maybe right now, 75% of your patients are. This is, I'm guessing not the case, but <laughs> let's say 75% of the patients in your practice are kids. And you're like, I am so tired of chasing kids around and adjusting while they're crawling on the floor and having crayon marks on the wall and things getting broken. And I'm just, like, I'm just over it. I, I'd really like to transition my practice to men who are roughly 40 years old. Okay, and so she's working to systematize her marketing and the things that happen in your practice to fit that avatar, and you start to see less and less kids, and you're feeling, you're feeling good, and then one day you wake up and you realize, huh, only 25% of my patients now are kids, and the other 75% are the Mikes. Is that his name? Mike? Oh. No, Max is um, Jim, <laughs> Francis. Jim. Okay, they're the Jims. The J-I-M, not the G-Y-M. <laughs> they're the Jims, who are roughly 40 years old. And, and she's like, cool, it's working, right? But now, in the, in the population of Jims, there's a 20% that are like this new, this new 20%. We don't stop growing. Like we continue growing. I was thinking about that a lot this morning. Like we get to these phases of life where it's like, this is good. This is good. This is good enough. <laughs> right? And it's okay. And sometimes we stay there. And that is actually more dangerous to our maximum potential. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then when things really suck. Because when things really suck, there's a, there's a really strong motivator to make changes. And if you're broke, and you're, you're barely able to pay your bills, and you can barely feed your kid, like there's, it hurts and it really sucks and it's hard and it's embarrassing. Like there's lots of strong motivators to make change. And then when things get okay, then it's just like, this is good enough. But that good enough phase is, out of alignment, it's out of integrity with our profession's roots and then the philosophy that it was founded in, which is to not just relieve the symptoms or mask the symptoms even, because adjustments can do that. <laughs> then it is about optimizing our potential. And if we optimize our potential, we continue to grow and we continue to change. So, yes. <laughs> that you'll shift toward a larger percentage of your patients looking, or not you know, physically looking, but on paper, looking like your avatar, and then it becomes a new, a new game, essentially, of, all right, what is the 20% now? And what are their problems? Even when they're under care, and they stay under care, in the way that I think that they should, whatever that is, what problems still exist in our life? Is that something I want to help them with? Can I help them with that? And how do I do it? Do they want help with that? Okay, all right, so what's key function number one? 
Okay, say it again. Lead generation. All right. Key function number two. Lead nurture. Key function number three. Lead conversion. Number four. Delivery. And number five. Upselling. Okay, awesome. All right. So let's then talk about the phases of business. This is in the time. Okay, so that was a recap from a highlight of the Align Practice Workshop in Minneapolis that occurred in 2019. I hope that you enjoyed getting to be a fly on the wall at the event and that you learned something that you can apply to the business of running your practice uh, right away. And I also wanted to just remind you that we have a new uh, a new freebie available for you. It is called the Mama Chiropractor's Survival Guide. If you are ready to make life and practice as a mama chiropractor um, less overwhelming and simpler and easier, you want to be present with your family and more profitable in your practice, then go get the guide now because it is available for a limited time only. So you can get it at the mama chiropractors survival guide.com. Okay, my friends, thank you again for joining me today and be sure to hang out with me next week on New Year's day for another new episode of the aligned women podcast. And I'll see you then. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the aligned women podcast. If you've loved this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love to be more profitable in her practice without sacrificing any more time with her family. And if you love what you hear on the show and want more insight into how you can have more time freedom, more financial freedom, build a practice full of the right patients, and feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor, be sure to take the Aligned Practice Quiz. You can get your free copy of the quiz at alignedpracticequiz.com. You'll know in less than 15 minutes where you need to focus your time and energy to become present in your life as a mom and profitable in your career as a chiropractor. Thanks again for listening.